Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're going to build the best You have now program. arrived at Stadium and Gam. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gam. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of your Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. Dan Delatory. Top of the top. Monday morning, same corner, same time. And we're not bowl eligible, fellas. Not yet. But I like I like that mindset, Dan. Not yet. Mm. <laughs> not yet. What's up? So my thunder was gonna tell Silk that his head was bucket hat eligible. Looking looking good there. Corey. Bucket low, like fuck it though. Oh, I didn't mean to curse in yeah, Unbelievable. NC 17 rating already. Yeah, they're gonna push um, us down the algorithms now. Yeah, bro. That our intro just hit different for me today. Just hearing Billy and like being in that room. We're gonna have the best team in the SEC. We're gonna have the best program in the SEC. You say how long though? Yeah. I didn't know it was uh, Moses wandering through the desert. So yeah. it felt like Saturday, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. That that that's one of the first times all season. We'll get into it. Want to hear about everybody's weekend, and everything first. That I like nervous. You know, just a little nervous still, about like, mistakes that we're making. I'm with you, bro. And we're gonna get into the nuances of the game and all of our takes. But the more I like calm down, you know, and, and processed everything, mm-hmm. it's still a lot to be desired competence-wise. But at the end of the day, I watched the defensive players be in position to close this game out, mm-hmm. like have this quarterback wrapped up in the backfield. Armstrong called a good call on mm-hmm. third down for us to get the ball back and maybe go in this thing. Then on offense, the same thing. Like we're the, the, even the kicker, even though Billy Nunn made a mistake in the five-yard penalty, you know we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about all of that stuff. But Trace Mack is in position for us not to go overtime to win that game. Mm-hmm. So while like while 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 we there's a lot to be desired, bro. You know you get a little bit rational and you just realize, bro, we got a long way to go to rebuild this thing and and re hiring and firing every two years is not gonna get us anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I think I think. One of I think one of my assets to the fan base is is I'm not a fan, and, and I kind of like listen. I'm definitely sarcastic. These jokes are going to get off whether Florida's winning or losing. We're going to have jokes, um, but like I try to just stay in the middle, and, and it feels like at least in, in my perspective that like 
I've kind of just stayed here all season mm-hmm. with my takes and, and my yeah. opinion of the team while this roller coaster of the season has like taken the fans up and down around me. And it's like, Nick's being negative. Why is Nick not saying that like South Carolina is a great win? And, and Nick, Nick thought Tennessee stunk and that's not a great win. It's just like, I think I've just stayed neutral. So like to Dan's point a little bit, I, mm-hmm. I Saturday's the first time where I'm like, dang, that like, that's bad. Yeah. That's, that's, bad. It, like, that's a tough loss. Like you got smoked. You got smoked by Georgia, and I'm like, yeah, no, I mean that was gonna happen, and like, it, it shows you like the gap, and that's just the gap you have to mm-hmm. overcome. You know, you lose on the road to Kentucky, and I thought, hey, that's just a bad game plan. You tried to beat Kentucky at their own game, and they've been playing the game for eight years, and you just started. It'd be like a pickleball player trying to go win like the U.S. Open. It's like, hey, man, you're pickleball. playing. <laughs> you're playing different sports. You're playing different games right now. So mm-hmm. uh, Saturday to me. It is tough. And we said on the show, Arkansas is better than two and six. They were better than their record. Yeah. Um, They're not better than us, though. No, no, no. Florida has more talent. Florida has more talent on the roster. But Arkansas is better than two and six. Rocket Sanders is is an all-American type of running back. Getting Mm -hmm. him back and getting him 18 touches, like, that didn't help. Um and, and they, they weren't even back. putting us up through there like that, though. It wasn't Rocket, no. I don't think, was that effective. Let's, let's talk about our weekend before we get to yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we got to no, do the no, stuff before we do that. So, um, how's everybody's weekend? Bad. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Florida loses, um, everyone I encounter is angry. So, encountered a bunch of angry people, which I understand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of bad. Um, it got some baseball in yesterday. Florida had a scrimmage uh, against mm-hmm. Stetson. Shout out to baseball. How we they win? Yeah, how we look? They won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a scrimmage, so it was like two, an eight inning game and a seven inning game. But yes, they won mm-hmm. both. Okay, good. Definitely catching the baseball game again this year. Yeah, right? Going back, back baseball. Basketball starts today. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll maybe get a basketball person on next week to talk a little bit more about this team. Uh, Silk, how was your weekend? My weekend was great, man. Outside of the loss, you know, that was devastating. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the weather is a break in the weather. So I've just been mm-hmm. kicking and chilling, uh, spending some time with Junior. I got two L's this weekend. Mm. Two L's. Um, the L to Arkansas was devastating. Yep. And then Sunday, yesterday, I told you guys in the group chat, man, I'm getting ready to take my son out to go train, to go work out. And I'm like, yo. Get, get your shit. Let's, we got to get up out of here. I go waiting outside in the car. He's taking forever to come out. So I'm like texting him like, yo, we got to go. He kept texting me the OMW. I'm like, bro, like, I, I ain't got time for your acronyms and shit right now, man. Like, we got to get up out of here. So I run in the house to check on him to see what's going on. He's like, hold on, dad. We're losing. I want to see if we're going to come back. I said, who the hell is we, bro? Like, it's Jags bye week. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Who the fuck could be we? I look at the TV as the fucking Dolphins on the screen, fam. The best team in the state of Florida. You raised no, no, a no, smart no. young man. You no, sure did. Great job parenting. Well, you learned a valuable lesson yesterday about, you know. Hey, Harlem's going to dress up as Mike McDaniel for, for Halloween next year. Mm. It's Tyreek Hill, bro. Yeah. The mm. Cheetah. Not a That's great game for the Cheetah yesterday. Thank God. Not a great day. Uh, yeah, caught a, caught multiple L's this weekend. Yeah, that's two L's uh, with, with the Dolphins and the Gators. Uh, relatively relaxed weekend. Needed it. it was nice. 
uh, went uh, went clay shooting Friday morning, which was a ton of fun. Um, still need to work on my shotgun skills a little bit. Um, out of the 50, uh, clays hit 31. So not terrible, but, but still need to see some improvement. That's on me. I'll get that fixed. Uh, but other than that, a pretty relaxing weekend. Um, spent uh, watched most of the Gator game outside on on Friday on uh, Saturday, which was nice. It was like seventy five here in Tampa. Just beautiful weather, elite time of the year uh, mm-hmm. to, to be here. So that uh, sounds like you touched grass. Touch touch some grass. Uh, the gym that I go to had a, a big fitness competition. I didn't participate this year. Uh, keep it fair for, for obvious reasons. Um, but but it's all what I need to do to improve to get myself there next year. He'll tell you. I'm just not, I'm not there yet. I have one shotgun story. My freshman year of college, I'm at Greensboro College, small school. Everyone's from around the area. Um, Lyle asked if we want to go turkey hunting. I'm like, sure. Never shot a gun before in my life. We go to Lyle's grandfather's house, which had like a three mile dirt road driveway. And then we're turkey hunting Lyle in the back. That bag, boy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're turkey hunting in the backyard turkeys um it's like a 60 pound yeah, oval body yeah. with a toothpick neck and then this tiny tennis ball on top of that toothpick and lyle goes you got to shoot it in the head and i'm like what <laughs> but brother this, the target down there is way bigger than the head and he's like yeah but then you have to pick the pellets out of the body and i'm like that, that's a you problem lyle uh so lyle didn't <laughs> let me shoot uh, I did shoot a shotgun that day. He laughed at me. Didn't tell me how much it was going to kick. Almost threw my shoulder out. But that was the only time I ever shot uh, shotguns, and the only time I've ever watched an 18-year-old kid clean a turkey in a truck bed in a dorm parking lot. Mm. Yeah, lie about that life. Lie, yeah, lie, 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 I think lie less people that life. Less people eat meat if they had to kill it and clean it. Yeah. Listen, that that <laughs> turkey was fresh and delicious. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a gruesome thing to do, dog. Like if people people are far away from having to kill animals and eat it, like back in the days, mm-hmm. bro. But it would be less meat eaters if people had to go kill their own meat, clean it, you know, or see a butcher do it. Yeah, anyway. I, agree. I agree. It's hard enough to uh, to peel the uh, the stalk off the corn, let alone <laughs> you know, uh, State of Miguel turkey hunt. Let's make it happen. Tampa Money Fitness, and are we going to break 90 anytime soon? If that's related to golf, I've done it many times. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, last two weeks ago, shot an 84 and an 85. So still uh, still working on getting into the low 80s there consistently, but doing well. Um, let's get into the show. Uh, as always, want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Gatorverse. Go visit Gatorverse.io and go support NIL initiatives at the University of Florida. Uh, a few things that they have going on uh, with the volleyball team. They have whole team limited edition autograph cards available. Uh, purchase comes with access to an end of the season clinic and merchant discounts that are listed on the website. Uh, and then, of course, they have the Trevor ETN limited edition autograph card. Comes with a meet and greet with Trevor at the end of the season. Uh, a Trevor ETN meal option at Bluebird Wings and merchant discounts that are uh, available on the website as well. So go support our student athletes. Get cool collectibles and rewards. It's a win-win for everybody. So again, Gataverse.io. 
All right, gentlemen, Gators lose 39 to 36 in overtime against Arkansas, a game which started about as poorly uh, as it can. Gators go down 14 nothing about three and a half minutes into the game. Um, they march downfield 75 yards, and then uh, Ricky Pearsall has a, has a, a strange, unforced error where uh, the ball gets punched out. Uh, and uh, and intercepted and taken back for a touchdown or for a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So um, ultimately, Gators do come back, uh, have the chance to win the game at the end of the game with Trey Smack missing uh, a forty-yard field goal uh, that just goes a little bit to the right. Gators do lose in overtime, but uh, but Silk Nick, want to get your thoughts? Uh, Silk, we'll start with you. Uh, just kind of give me the the overall tenor of the game in your opinion. Started off rough, you know. You yeah. go down fourteen zero. Um, their offense gets the ball marched right now. I wanted the ball first. We didn't get it. Their offense gets the ball marched down fairly easy. Uh, with, with a scripted drive, you know, that's kind of not not out, you know, far-fetched in college football. Uh, we get the ball back, throw the ball to Ricky Pearsall. He, he was friendly with the ball all game, but to start the game, he gets stripped, and then you're down 14 zip out the gate. Uh, I still felt good with, you know, the game. The talent that we had, I felt that 14 points wasn't, going to be something too tough for us to overcome. We overcome that 14 points. Uh, offense gets productive. We start going down the field. Defense is getting stops. We're going to 17-3 run. Uh, going to the locker room, 17-3 shot to, to, to Trey. You know, mm -hmm. Trey Wilson was doing, like, everything that we saw in the Georgia game. He came right back. He gave us two touchdowns in the first half. He's cooking. Nobody on, on Arkansas team can cover him. Uh, we scored one touchdown. They called it back. We get a penalty. We ran the same shit back. Like, damn, they're on the <laughs> other side. Here, hey, let's just do it again. Flip it. You know, I'm thinking like, man, our coaches don't found some common sense, bro. We just, you know, doing what works. Um, start the second half, you get the ball opportunity to go up and really just snatch the momentum of this game after being down 14-0 in the first quarter. And then you just go to none of your playmakers. You didn't go to ETN. You didn't go to, to Trey. And then from that whole third quarter to me is, you know, was a lot of – well, we went a lot. We're gonna get into the, the the breakdowns of certain plays and all of that. But the biggest concern with me was watching what worked the first half, and then third quarter, you go away from everything that worked. The targets of Trey went away. Uh, all his Bortenham targets damn near went away. He wasn't he wasn't targeted enough the entire game. So it was just watching these coaches not do what works. I don't know what they're doing with the analytics or what they're doing with the play calling, but there's no feel for the game. You just got to feed Trey Wilson the ball, bro. Like, he different. You know, and I said yeah. earlier when we first started making the comparisons to him and Percy Harvin, the only difference is the head coach. Perse, if, per, if this was, well, I was mean, Trey listen, Wilson Percy, with Urban Meyer. Percy, Percy was much larger than, than Trey Wilson. Like, Trey is 5'10", a buck, five, ten, buck matter, 70. No, Percy was running counters be. between the tackle. Like, they put him in the backfield. If you watch North Carolina State game, they played uh, Miami this weekend. They got a smaller guy, Concepcion. The guy put Miami in a blender. They had him at running back, slot receiver. They just got him the ball, and he beat Miami He with that offense himself. North Carolina State had no weapons. Trey don't have to be the biggest guy. Like, we don't have an issue where we're dealing with him. Oh, he's Chris Rainey's side. Chris Rainey and, 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 and even uh, Jeff Demps were small guys, but you still just got to get guys like that the ball because they're explosive and they match up problems. And he's the offense. He's the best player on the offense. They didn't go to him like they should have in the third quarter. Uh, and we just got away from 
whatever our identity is. Somebody asked in the comments, what is our identity? Our identity is get Trey Wilson the ball on offense. Mm -hmm. um, these coaches are still trying to find themselves. The team is trying to find themselves. So we don't have our identity right now. What the identity should be, though, until you figure that out, is just get the best players the ball. And we got away from that. Um, keep Kimber off of my football field right now. He just barbecued chicken. There was some third and longs where, like, I'm not mad at Armstrong totally with the scheme. What mm -hmm. I'm upset about is the 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 re-putting guys out that just keep getting toast. We've mm -hmm. seen Kimber every game give up big plays in crucial moments. Put a young boy out there. Put Devin Moore out there. Put somebody else out there. Right now, he ain't getting the job done. Where's the accountability at positions where players are failing? And that's my biggest gripe. You got guys making the same mistakes over and over. Bench him. We're going to get into no. everything else, but that's my yeah. overall view, bro. It's a lot to be frustrated about that game. That team was not more talented, and, and they, they staff shouldn't be better than ours. Pittman is a new coach. They had a first-time play caller. There was yeah. no reason we should have lost that football game. Yeah, no, 100%. Nick, I know we lost you for a second there. Um, the the first-time play caller stuff could play against you. Like, you don't, you don't as a defensive coordinator, you're looking for tendencies – Nicky ran Patterns. six plays. Herman Boone, baby. I run six plays. Give them time. They work like Novocaine. Um, mm -hmm. But I think they just went back to what works. Like, oh, hey, we do have a a, 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 a quarterback that looks like a Tesla Cybertruck. Maybe mm -hmm. let him run. Um, you get the, the running back back. And with KJ running the way he did, it opens up other things. I thought. I thought he was less accurate than 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 I was expecting in terms of throwing the ball, KJ Jefferson. Um, but you had to make adjustments in the middle of the game or during the game. I don't think you did. Is it the scheme? Like like you said earlier, Silk. Like Florida, there's guys in position to finish plays, and you're just getting like an arm thrown out at at, mm -hmm. at the quarterback or at the running back, and and you're running through that arm like. People running through the tape of the New York Marathon this weekend, yeah. And, and there's guys in position. The plays aren't getting it, uh, aren't aren't getting made. They're not finishing. So um, I, I don't know. I'm 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 not ready to say. I know a lot of people are throwing Austin Armstrong under the bus. I'm not ready to say if it's Austin Armstrong and his scheme or if it's just you're not finishing plays. And at some point, like the players have to make the plays. So I don't yeah. know which one it is. Um, there and there and there was some starters out. Right, you're missing. Two that, I mean, that matters. Like, you're yeah. not you're not missing all Americans, but like you're missing Tyreek Sapp, who is the most heartbeat. You're missing your lead. Everybody missing people. It, it's we're in the thick we, of the season. Week, everybody missing people. Yeah, yeah. everybody no, missing people. There's just no excuses why we should lose that game. I understand the the injuries and the position we were in, but at the end of the day, everybody has those problems right now in college football. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and there's a you know a lot to be desired strength and conditioning wise if we're talking about injuries and also mm -hmm. the way we get pushed around sometimes. So there's just no reason to lose that football game. Am I out no. and want to fire everybody? Nah, I think we could be critical, rational, and, and, and fans at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know there was a, a few things um, just from an overall logistics standpoint that I think you know we're we're a struggle for the Gators. Uh, Nick, you said, uh, you know, Florida had to burn a timeout. I know Graham Mertz was really upset because the play was slow uh, coming in from the sideline. Obviously, you had the issue uh, there at the end of the game, which I, I don't think that we've totally got an answer on. Uh, the answer doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me on why they the kick uh, the kicking team ran out when all you needed to do was to to spike the football. Uh, so so here the, here's the issue with that is 
I asked Billy. Uh, fans wanted to know. I'm curious because you're you're now nine games in, and you, you just have the same uh, brain farts on special teams on a week in and week out basis. Um, Billy doesn't have a on field special teams coach, so he can't say. Yeah, our special teams coach didn't have our guys ready there. He coached them poorly because that's an NCAA violation. Whether the NCAA has any teeth is a different argument. But Chris Couch, as an analyst, cannot coach the special teams in practice, in theory, or or on the or on the field. Neither can Ryan mm-hmm. O'Hara coach mm-hmm. the quarterbacks because sure. he's an analyst. Sure. Uh, the other guy is a graduate assistant, not supposed to coach. So right. asking Billy the question, I think the road I was. Hoping, I guess. I mean, I'm not hoping that he says anything, but I think the road he should have taken if he wants to hire the PR firm of Delatory and Delatory um, would be, yeah, we we haven't played well there. We're always evaluating, which he said, but I hear you and I see you, Body and we counting. acknowledge we acknowledge that this is a sure. this has been an area where we have underperformed, and we might Ain't need to look at that and reassess. Yeah. And, and reassess in the offseason. Instead, so he make goes, a change. Make a change now. So instead, right? like, yeah, at least show people what, what, that you what, want what to change can you make? What what change can you make? You're you're, you're not gonna you can't fire a coach and hire an on field coach. You are you gonna tell Jamar analysts? We know we know who it is. We know who technically runs that room, right? It can't be a oh, there's no coach allegedly because it's an NCAA violation if they're coaching. Well, he needs to to allegedly fire his ass. Like <laughs> what our special team looks like. Um, like, so, so like Billy Gonzalez ran special teams twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. Jabbar Luke's done it a little bit. You could make those changes. I don't think he's going to make any changes in the off season. Billy Napier is never, as a head coach now, uh, almost six years, has never fired anyone. And I think he, I, I think he takes you. that. I you think can fire listen, however, yeah, however yeah, yeah. convenient you want to make it, as long as we I get think, something. I do, think cool he, with it. I think he takes pride in the fact that I've never had to. You know, like Lincoln Riley has to come out. USC has to come out on Saturday and say, hey, we fired Alex Grinch. Mm-hmm. Billy's never had to do that. People have been told, like, hey, man, there's some green pastures over there. You might want to go take that coaching job. That'd be cool if he did. Um, but he's never fired anyone. So I don't know what I was looking. I'm not looking for anything. I'm just like, listen, I'm, I'm hearing you. I, I, I'm the punting guy. I get it. I'm watching special teams, too. Uh, I found his his answer unsatisfactory. It was a big word salad after, um, you know, he clutched his pearls and looked at me and was like, what specifically do you mean were the special teams issues? Which caught me off guard. I didn't have my uh, CVS receipt list ready for him. Um, But it's like, but, but yeah, I just found, I found that answer unsatisfactory. Listen, he's never been good at press conferences. Uh, He's not going to be. It doesn't matter if you're winning games. Uh, It matters now. And we're like, we're looking at, words and we're throwing words back in his face because you're 11 and 11 yeah no coach that's having a losing season has ever been good at press conferences man like everybody's judging prime as well right now man prime looks a mess yeah bro they losing games bro yeah like, of course dog you're gonna get addressed with out the wins differently out the l's that's just how this works bro uh I, you know me i'm not a presser guy i don't even tune in because i know coaches are mostly just full of crap bro they just they just say whatever to get out of there they just dare so they don't get fined like Marshawn Lynch and shit, bro. So um, I think you got to make – I'm with Dan, bro. We've seen Alex Grinch get fired. We know who running special teams is. 
Um, you created this staff in some mm -hmm. innovative, creative way that you was trying to, you know, redo things that's not normal to college football. You define and breaking rules to college football, football, period. You don't have a special teams coach. Now that those L's are piling in and we can't count to 11 every week in that department, somebody got to be held accountable or eventually it's like it's like having children. Like if, the, if if your kids are watching you and they think you're full of shit of what they're teaching and the principles you're teaching at the home, eventually they're not going to respect you. You know, they're not going to take you serious. And it's the same thing with the locker room. If you're not attention to detail with getting 11 special team players on the field every game and being attention to detail in that department every game, these players aren't going to take you serious, man, because you're not taking yourself serious by respecting special teams in every phase of the game. They had 10 guys on uh, on special teams on two more plays on Saturday. I know, bro. Um, I was counting. It's crazy. They, 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 it's wild, Silk. We have gotten to a point where in the press box, when special teams runs out, you, count. Will, hear some, you will hear somebody go, Are there, do they have 11? Yeah, I count every you time. Can go like, to, you can go to Dick's Sporting Goods right now, and they sell mats with 10 white spaces on the mat. You can even have them put Florida Gators on it, personalize it, customize it. Names. And you, and you put, you put 10 people. On those circles, like you're a kindergarten class, Georgia had it on their sideline in Jacksonville. If it's good enough for Georgia, I think it might be good enough for Florida, who consistently doesn't have enough people on special teams. And then you've got your punter, your kicker, who doesn't need uh, to stand on a circle because you can't do anything on special teams without a punter or a kicker. So it's, I think the frustrating part is will they make a change what change do they need to make if if you're going to make a change and i wrote about this i think i went up this morning like your offensive changes means you have to get rid of coaches because you've got all 10 are are hired q lee i gotta address that real quick Corey raymond's not coaching the safeties he's every every week q lee's like Corey raymond's gotta go back to just coaching cornerbacks austin armstrong's coaching the safeties uh, they just need to give they just need to give Corey a little pay bump and you need a, a job title change for a pay bump. But you've got 10 coaches. I don't think the two offensive line, I, I went back five years and looked at the offensive line recruiting. The last top 100 player Florida signing the offensive line was Richard Garage in 2018. The recruiting is just not good there. Having two offensive line coaches is not helping your recruiting. You don't have it. You're not in a top 100. I mean, the crew say they like it, but then they don't commit to us. So they're like, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's some cool. offensive line coaches, but then we don't get the commitment from the I like top what they're guys, doing over say. there, but I'm going to go right. somewhere else. So right. you have an offensive coordinator who doesn't coordinate the offense, and he's only one half of a position coach that makes a million dollars a year. Um, You're going to have to make changes on the offensive staff, defensive staff, to be able to hire got, a play no, card, me, to be able to hire an on-field special teams guy. I got, I got a question for you, right? Because this is the change. We know, we both know the change is going to happen somewhere offensive line. Because we, we're going to, like you say, Billy has never fired somebody. He about to fire somebody now, or somebody better have a good opportunity in in, in the holster because somebody got to get fired for us to get offensive coordinator. We know that's yep. on the way. So Rob Sell, uh, Stapleton, uh, those are your your offensive line coaches. Uh, if you get rid of Rob Sell, who's usually you get rid of the higher salary guy, but we get rid of him. How, how much do we trust Stapleton to be the, the solo offensive line coach here? Or do you right. go out and, and, you know, 
We can't get Sam Pittman. We let him beat us. You know what I'm saying? That's why you drop drop the bag, Silk. All you do is beat Sam and then say, hey, Sam, don't unpack. That's that's gone. Leave your bags here, Sam. (laughs) What's what's your opinion Um, on that? How do you you think we approach that spot? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Uh, I don't like firing coaches by name. Yeah. In the first week of November, it's hypothetical, uh, like we ain't being yeah, brash, like, disrespecting nobody. We just we no, just gotta I, I be talk about the I, elephant in the room. Yeah, so like so like going back, you know, we always say you can have like one coach on staff that doesn't really recruit well, right? And and hey, you got a great coach. He's gonna be a great coach, and we called Bateman that, and and then Bateman went out and got him some savages this year. He was like, listen, Bateman yeah, was on Twitter for next year too. He, but, Bateman was on Twitter looking and goes, I'll show these guys. Um, Florida's offensive line recruiting hasn't been good for a long stretch. And, and that's why I think looking at the losses and the way the losses have happened, led me down that path to look at the offensive line recruiting. So like, Ooh, you can have a great developer. I think John Hevesy is a great developer of talent. He signed three offensive linemen in 2021, three that's negligent negligent recruiting so you need a guy in my opinion then i don't care if if you're the best guy we'll get 14 analysts that we think are tremendous coaches go get me an offensive line coach that people want to come play for herb hand i don't think i think he's too old probably past him but players used to just go to wherever herb hand was coaching offensive line i want to play for that dude um you you need someone i think recruiting wise that that you know the offensive line the offensive that can get guys on the offensive line because at some point it is a development position like austin barber was like a low three-star he's been a two-year starter kingsley aguakin was a low three-star he's been a three-year starter so like there is some development but look at george's offensive line like that's what you're competing against and and it's just first round picks high second round picks um so I mean, I'm looking at the whole operation. You know, Billy Gonzalez, I think, was only on a one-year deal. Does he come back? You still need a wide receivers coach. Um, I would have to go back and look at Russ Callaway's contract. I don't think he's done a bad job. And, and everything I hear, the recruits like him. Um, hey, Russ, he's also, in, he's like also an offensive mind that you can have. And, and, like, when I say I think Billy needs a play caller, I don't think Billy needs to, like, just check out like you can be involved in the game plan. I'm, I'm just, I just don't think you're getting it done real time in game. Um, yeah, he needs somebody to come in and overhaul and just take over the offense, bro. You got to delegate at this point. Like you said, be involved in the game. You, it's your team. So of course you see you and you're involved in the preparation and everything, the practices, you know, you overseeing your quarterback and helping in the development of him. That's all fine and dandy, but the play calling is a lot to be desired. Um, and then whatever play caller, that's going to let me know how serious I'm going to be about this tenure. You know, if we go out and get some G5 guy with no experience, like yeah. we keep talking about trying to compete with Georgia. Georgia got Will Muschamp at defensive coordinator. So whoever you hire offensive coordinator, that's who he's battling for the East. He's battling one of the best defensive minds, two of the best defensive minds ever. You can't go get me some Rudy Poo OC to come beat <laughs> Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart. So we serious about football. We go drop a couple mil on a real OC to come in here to beat the big dogs in Athens, bro. Other than that, we ain't serious, bro. You're paying your coordinator. Shoot. Uh, Florida is paying Austin Armstrong 1.1. I think Rob Sales 1.1, 1.2 in his second year. And Chaos is making a million. You got three 
two defensive coordinators, co-defensive coordinators. I don't know how they want to say it, but you've got two assistant coaches on defense making a million dollars, and one half of your offensive line coaching room is making a million dollars. The other one's making, I think, seven, six. <laughs> no, I, I need I need a real play caller. You know what I'm saying? I know defense got they they issues as well. Defense is not playing perfect. My my opinion on the defense, it's not the scheme. Um, guys were in position to close this game out. I said this early in the show. We had several opportunities to wrap this kid up in the backfield. We had opportunities to get yep. interceptions that was dropped. Guys were put in position. Even when my, my biggest thing is keeping the personnel like Jalen Kimber in the game if they continue to get beat. Um, but other than that, I also think that Corey Raymond, everybody got their criticism. Corey Raymond ain't dealing with the dogs he used to dealing with at LSU. We're, we're complaining about the way Marshall's playing, the way Kimber's playing, the lack of aggression, the lack of putting their hands on people. Bro, he can't call defenses in, 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 a, in a secondary like he normally can with a pass rush up front. You got cornerbacks that can't disrupt and mess no, no and, and reroute anything. And then you a uh, pass rush that's not getting home. Like you putting the personnel is where we at with it. The, most of the sparks we're seeing on both sides of the ball are youth, and that's where we're hanging our hat at right now is, you know, like the youth looks good. You know what I'm saying? We're missing yeah. some leadership from a seniority perspective. We're one of the youngest teams. We play the most freshmen in the country. That's where we're at with it, bro, and we're dealing with a young staff as well, inexperienced staff. When we first hired Billy Napier, I said, bro, we didn't. this, not, this is a long-term hire. You, you're hiring a guy that's very inexperienced. He hasn't been coaching a very long time. He's going to have some in-game decisions that look like, you know, Mike Norvell was making a couple years ago in Tallahassee, a lot of goofiness. Like, some of it's just inexcusable, you know. We'll talk about the good and the bad, but the only thing we can hang our head on right now is the youth and the recruiting class. We see these guys can eval. The players, they're getting on campus. They're playing them very young, and those young players are making, making plays. And then the recruiting class is a top three class right now, and the players – from that class are seemingly, you know, in the fold. Yeah, yeah. I know people were freaking out about Xavier Phillips and me going to see USC. Well, he just saw like a tra <laughs> terrible defense. And then they fired the coach. He right. puts on Instagram like, bro, it's, I'm a Gator. You, you want to fly me out to Los, to Los Angeles? Let me go see the Coliseum, one of the greatest stadiums in the world? Like, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Hope he had his jury. Hey. Keep his jury took. It took Fight on. The jury. Fight on, love that. Take that trip. Um, if you're if you're at the game and you're watching with Flores on defense, like Austin Armstrong, almost every drive is is like having to have Mark Hockey like pull him back on the sideline because he's running onto the field trying to get guys lined up. I think that's a youth thing from your safeties. You're playing Miguel Mitchell, who's a sophomore and a true freshman. Now, listen, I'm, we're getting to the point of the season where I'm done saying, hey, Jordan Castell, you're a freshman. Like, dog, you've started in every game but one um, and, and played in every single game. So we're getting past that point where it's like, yeah, well, you're a freshman. So, uh, but but it is true. Those are the guys that line you up. You're having to have that coach. I, I said already said before, I'm not sure if it's Florida's scheme or if it's just the players, but. I'll tell you one thing. This is the last year I'm going to say, like, don't sell me next year. Oh, we're young. No, no, you were young yesterday. You were young last year. All those young guys that, that we sold, that we carried your water with, and we, we sold, lose. We we didn't sold lose growing yesterday. pains. Yeah, we didn't lose Saturday because we were young. No, no, no. 
But like and that's what's frustrating. I, like youth, there were some youth mistakes, but yes. we lost Saturday because the coaches didn't execute and, and have the, the right game plan to win the game. You got to get playmakers the ball. You went away from your best players in the third quarter, and then you made the, a kicker a kick tougher for your kicker in a crucial moment with a coaching blunder. Welcome back, Dan. I was worried, man. We can't put the we got super chats and everything flying up yes. there. <laughs> okay, guess oh, coming in. Lost them oh. again. Lost them again. Dang, Dan. They must have sent my uh my kid. Oh. Dude, I got a new a new router and everything, and then I froze up 10 minutes into the show. Um it, it's 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 tough for me because like, I'm sitting here and I'm selling it. And and I had a coach come up to me um and, and talk to me, and I was like, Man, what's What's the word with Jeremiah? Like, it's great to get Jeremiah Smith back on campus. And he's like, yeah, you know, we're, we'll, I mean, we'll just tell him, like, look, we're, we're only playing three guys at receiver. Like, we we would, we could have really used you out there. And I'm like, all right. But, like, there's an expiration date on, on that recruiting pitch as well. Like, the roster right now is 75% of guys you brought in. Um, next year, it'll be near 100. At what point? When you tell a recruit, man, we really could have used you out there. They're hearing that from every coach, but we really could have used you out there. Like, yeah, that's cool. Georgia told me that too, and they're 9-0. So do I want to join the Gainesville Cavaliers, or am I going to take my talents uh, to Golden State like Kevin Durant and just join join a great team and go play with other great players? So like the expiration date on we're young I think is up November 25th. When, when Florida, Florida State play, that game's over. The expiration date for the excuses of we're young, that's out the door next year. I'm not using it. I won't let them use it, uh, and I won't parrot it for them. Um, the the recruiting pitch of, man, we need you. You're you're the one. Um, that's going to end soon because it's like, well, what have you what have you been doing? Why do you need me so desperately to beat a two and six Arkansas team? What have you been doing recruiting and developing the guys you want me to come join? Yeah, um, I don't know what they're selling, Nick, but their boy sell hope it's better working. than Obama. Yeah, he can sell. It's, like, it's working. With it. he, he definitely getting his uh politicking off. And we had another five-star receiver on campus um, out of Texas, a receiver. Um, forgetting his name right now. Cam, I'm forgetting his name right now. But two five-star receivers on campus on a receiving class isn't terrible, but it is missing top-flight guy like a Jeremiah Smith or the kid out of Texas. So, um, that kid said he's making a return visit. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but they are selling, I guess, the future in this class being the difference makers because, you know, you're seeing a reoccurring theme of those guys saying that on social media. They're not mm -hmm. seemingly, you know, folding or anything like that. But uh, three more weeks, anything could change in recruiting. But right now, everything seems to be for sure with it. Yeah, and uh, and and I think you'll hold on. There's a couple guys that think you know that a lot of fans are have on flip watch or decommit watch that that I think will play out. Um, I don't think Florida's gonna land Jordan Seaton, but like that's the kind of that's kind of guy you need to land to start you know changing this narrative a little bit. Man, he looked good Friday. Now I'm watching Jare Hawkins catch a ball and start skating down the the, the field eighty yards, so smooth. A lot of speed on the way to Gainesville, man. Putting him beside Trey Wilson is going to be crazy, man, and cause a lot of fits, man. But just world-class speed with that guy. But I'm watching Jordan Seaton, big fella, run down the sideline, blocking people 20, 30 yards down the field, looking athletic like a pouncy. Like, bro, mm. we got to get that man on campus, bro. 
Um, we'll see how it all plays out. Right now, I do not think we lead George Seaton's uh, recruitment, but I think he's the most important recruit that we're chasing down to signing day. Yeah, it um, it and that's tough too. Like, is is he a day one starter? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, this roster, yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We can start him know. right now. Like, we will finish your credits for you in high school. We have the diplomas waiting for you up here. Um, he could do what he could do a seventy six doing for show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's um. The Arkansas game to me symbolizes like that was your chance, and, and I think and listen, and we're still in this period where you and you and I are on the same page. Like, yo, it's a young team. Um, these bowl practices are important. You know, we, we, if we get them, I don't know if we we need a win. That's well, why that, well, that's so why like, the game yesterday was so important. That's that that's what I'm in. saying. That to yeah. me, losing to Arkansas, that was your best chance to right. to get bowl eligibility. Um, let me pull these up. I had these this story go up. Like Florida's just playing playing on the roads hard, but like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be this hard. Um, Florida on the road is is just a completely different team. Um, they they pass the ball well. Um, and then I realized, oh, they've been trailing every game. They've been on the road. They've had to pass the ball. So Florida on the road, uh, scoring. 13 less points a game than they are at home, rushing the ball for 123 less yards per game uh, away from home than they are at home, uh, and 60 less yards of offense. Defensive numbers are also atrocious on the road, so you're going to miss out on a bull. You're not going to be favored in any of these three games. You shouldn't be favored in any of these three games. And uh, if you miss out on a bowl game, you're missing out on getting Bryce Thornton, TJ Searcy. Bryce, love it. Um, Shoot, Jordan Hurt, like the, even your redshirt freshman sophomores that you need to get in, you're missing them as well. So Saturday was a uh, Saturday was a low point. Zach Zach Alberti after the game said this is worse than Vanderbilt last year. I said there's literally nothing worse than losing to Vanderbilt in football. No, it's not worse but, than Vanderbilt last year. But this year, is, but this is, but this is number it's two. low. Yeah, this is number two. It's low. It got it. It had to get ugly before it's going to get better. Um, I think you know we got but a lot shoot, of work this, to do roster wise. This is like they, this is like they turned the lights on at the bar at three thirty in the morning. Still kind of ugly. Uh, I, don't know. I, I felt I've been lower as a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, look, like, like, you're, yeah, you're calloused yeah. and scarred. That too. I know we do this for a living a little bit, so it's you know I, I got to talk Gator football four or five days a week, bro, in, in some capacity. So. I know I'm callous and not as emotional as as a normal fan these days, but it was it was a terrible way to lose a football game trying to get bowl eligible. I know how how much that game would have meant to a young team like that, even into the coaching staff. Uh, there's just it's just a game you just cannot lose in that situation with yeah. the gauntlet that you got coming down the stretch. They needed that game for some good momentum, good energy, good PR, bowl eligibility, being able to get lagway in here in December to get some reps. You know what I'm saying? And it gets like whoever's coming in early. You know, these young boys need those extra practices to, you know, lead them into next year. And that's the good thing about having a, a good young team and then making a bowl game because that season, every coach, players, they all say, you know, football expert talk about the growth in that in that bowl season of the young guys getting those extra practices, et cetera. 
So a big L, man. They, they dropped the ball on one that should have been a layup. We should have been headed to the locker room and not into overtime. Once we went into overtime, I knew it was barbecue chicken, bro. I don't trust this staff to call plays in a condensed field in that type of fashion where you're playing straight up chess. Mm. I agree. Welcome back, well, man. What's up, baby? Thanks. Hey, y'all smash sorry. that like button, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smash the like button. Smash that uh, joint. I'm sorry I missed you guys. My internet went out. I'm running on a mobile hotspot right now. So I don't know what happened. Um, it's not been a not been an issue. So my apologies. Uh, we do have uh, Kiko, our Koki Riley here, pardon me, uh, from um, to talk a little bit about LSU. But before we do that, uh, let's go a quick shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Go visit homefieldapparel.com. It is the holiday shopping time. No better place to get vintage Florida Gator logos for uh, the University of Florida. Maybe you're a fan uh, or have a spouse that's a fan of another program as well. Go check them out. About 100 different schools as well as the Indianapolis Colts if you root on uh, the Indianapolis Colts in the NFL. So again, go check out homefieldapparel.com. Promo code StadiumAndGale at checkout will get you 15% off of your order. And with that, we welcome Koki Riley. Koki, how are you, my friend? Doing well. How's it going, guys? Koki, what did it do? Last time I saw Koki, he was writing a national championship story. <laughs> yeah, over in Omaha. Uh, that that uh, pretty wild two weeks, uh, at least we both had over there. So that was a pretty wild time for both of us, especially for you, Nick. So Yeah, yeah. Wife, wife was super happy that I was in Omaha, Nebraska the week of our wedding. <laughs> Oh man, so uh, so Koki, the the Gators kick off against LSU uh, at seven thirty Eastern time on Saturday. Get a night game there uh, in Death Valley. Uh, I think all the fans are wondering what's going on with Jaden Daniels. Yeah, um, I mean we're all wondering too. It looked like that he looked like he was okay after that big hit. He came to the game briefly um, on a play that honestly I don't know what you guys think, but it looked like targeting to me um, and. Uh, and it was, and it seemed like he was, yeah, but, but you were playing Alabama. So tough to get those calls. The checks always cash. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like he, he, he gets down, he leaves the game briefly, comes back in, which is something he's done a few times <laughs> in his LSU career and even in his Arizona state career. So you figure he's fine. And then he comes out of the game. Then pretty quickly after that, he's rolled out with concussion protocol protocol and, um, and, and that sort of sequence is not what you want to see. If a guy's going to go out of concussion protocol, you, you figure that, you know, they, that's something they catch immediately and they don't let him back into the game in the first place. So why was he able to go back in the game in the first place? They asked Brian Kelly about it afterwards. He was a bit evasive uh, in his answer. Um, so yeah, it, it, that's definitely going to be a huge story to watch heading into this matchup. Like how healthy is he? Can he play? Will he be able to get a concussion protocol? Because, um, I mean, Garrett Nussmeyer had a couple moments against Alabama, but he didn't look great. Uh, granted, he was kind of thrusted into a tough spot there um, on the road without really preparing to play much at all. Uh, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I know I, I think that Nussmeyer is as prepared as any backup quarterback in the country to mm -hmm. uh, fill in for Daniels in this spot. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you want your Heisman candidate quarterback uh, available and ready to play. Um, I agree. Dan Silk, I, I don't. Wrong. 
don't like rushing back concussions though. You know, there's no, just something about head injuries that you, you just want to make sure that you take some extra time. <laughs> As a guy well, who, got, yeah, before, I, I, I've had a head injury, Nick. Like, don't be, you know, you guys like, are so be, thoughtful. Be respectful of yeah. head injury, guys, man. You got to be careful. You got to be respectful to, to Pokey, head injuries. They, they were, I had a TBI. Also, you know, I'm still, I'm still got lingering stuff from it, bro. Like they, they, they were also the very hit. concerned about Brock Bowers and his knee, they or his ankle. They didn't want Brock to rush back at all. <laughs> I uh, agree. Health is wealth. Yeah, health. yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this though. Pick your poison. If if Garrett Nussmeyer, if Doug Nussmeyer's son, now favorite play, offensive man. coordinator, if Garrett if Garrett Nussmeyer, Doug Nussmeyer's son, torches Flores' offense, that might break this. Don't family. say if he torches like he can't play. He could play. No, <laughs> I know that. Jay, I know Jay that. What, what I'm saying is, animal with his feet, bro. But but Nussmeyer can play ball, bro. I'm not. I'm not. What gonna I'm saying is, I know he can play ball. What I'm saying is, if Doug Nussmeyer's son. After the way Doug Nussmeyer was treated in Gainesville, if Doug Nussmeyer's son leads if LSU's backup quarterback and Dus Gus Nussmeyer's son, he might do it leads, for his daddy. leads LSU to a win. The Florida yeah. fan base will break. I see what you're saying. No, they're not going to break. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're break. Like, no, mentally, they're, they're, they're already broke. Break. They're harassing Jaquez Green. Mm. <laughs> a legend That's wild. The That's wild. They've That's all, wild. They're broken already. Koki, uh, what I I got a question for you. Uh, mm. Your offense has been Jaden Daniels just going stupid on everybody. He's having a Heisman-type season. Um, how good is the play calling, or is it mostly Jaden Daniels just elevating everybody's play? I think it's a little bit of both. And I also – I mean, I think you also have to give Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas credit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, both those guys have played better this season. I mean, we saw the signs from Neighbors last year when he had a 1,000-yard season and was probably the best receiver on a team that already had Kayshawn Booty. Um, so yeah, I, I think both of those guys being as explosive and as fast and as athletic as they are, and just, you know, playing with a lot more consistency, especially with Thomas, where he, he was always a guy who was talented, but he just had never, you know, put it together week after week. And now he's finally started to do that this season. Now he's a projected first round pick. So, um, you have two projected first round picks at wide receiver. You have a quarterback who's really obviously coming into his own Daniels. I don't need to say much more about how, how well he's played this season. Um, but also like Mike Denbrock's done a really good job of mixing things up and, um, and making sure they still run the ball and keep defenses honest. And they, they do a really good job of sort of, game planning around your game plan. Like the Missouri game is a good example of this. Missouri just ran too high the entire game. And Mike Denbrock said, fine, we're just going to run the ball down your throats the entire time. And that's exactly what they did with Logan Diggs and company. So um, I I thought they did a pretty good job of play calling in the Alabama game. I thought offensively uh, they had trouble running the ball, but it kept them honest enough to where you can get that Kyron Lacey touchdown at the end of the first half, or you can get neighbors on that deep ball um, to start the game. So uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I don't think any tiger fans have complaints about the way Mike Denbrock has called this offense so far this season. The, the thing to me, we um, Florida had, we were up in Lexington and we're at a sports bar and that was the LSU Ole Miss game. And it was the first time I watched Florida or uh, Florida state and LSU but this is really the second time I saw it. And I thought LSU was good and it's a season opener. So maybe that was something with their defense. And then I watched the Ole Miss game. And I'm like, oh, LSU just forgot how to play defense. And, and, and it's led to some really exciting games mm-hmm. <laughs> where, you, where you have to score 50 to win. Um, yeah. But 
Is there something you can point to, or do you need multiple hands to point to what's going wrong with LSU's defense? Um, I think with anything, you need multiple hands, but I think there's one obvious hand, if if you know what I mean. Um, and I think that's what's going on with the secondary, especially a cornerback. Um, mm. Really, the secondary as a whole, because that include because then you're also including the Greg Brooks, um, uh, not having him, unfortunately. Um, for reasons that obviously no one could have ever predicted. So uh, you don't have your captain and your best safety. You don't have four of the cornerbacks you added from the transfer portal. They're all either inactive or unavailable because of injury. And now you're going to, you have to play this incredibly loose coverage on the back end because you have a safety at one spot and Sage Ryan playing outside corner. And then the other side, you have a freshman, a, a, either Ashton Stamps or Davian Toviano who, who started out on that other spot against Alabama and you're giving tons of cushion because you don't want to be giving up big play, just get gashed downfield on big plays. So um, it just puts them in a compromising spot and puts a lot of pressure on that front seven, which honestly just hasn't played as well as we thought they would this season. They haven't been as disruptive as consistently as, as we thought they would. I I think Harold Perkins has had a pretty solid season, but he hasn't been much better than he was last year, if at all, um, at least as a pass rusher. And uh, when you don't have Makai Wingo, who's your best defensive lineman, he's out as well. Uh, you're just in a tough spot. And I and, and even outside of all that stuff, this team just consistently does not tackle the ball well. They do not do a good job of taking advantage of the leveraging. They do not do a good job of just simply finishing tackles. Um they try to, you know, do each other's jobs, if you know what I mean. Hey, Koki, and- don't be giving me hope, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing, dog. I see what you're doing, bro. They've been doing consistently for at least any time they play a, de- a, a good offense. This is what happens. And um, and the only time they really fixed that against a pretty good offense was the second half of the Missouri game. There were definitely some signs where you thought, okay, this thing is sort of turning around. Um, but then the next two weeks they played Auburn and army and you're not going to learn a lot about your defense through those two games. So, um, I mean, I know Florida isn't perfect, but it seems like their offense is better than their defense. And mm. I, I mean, Graham Mertz plays well, they can potentially definitely open up some scabs in that LSU defense for sure. How is LSU is a proud fan base. Um, it's wild that, uh, the other, you know, the other fighter in the DBU ring <laughs> is having those kind of issues. Um, how is the fan base handling it? And uh, have they decided to move Harold Perkins uh, from edge to linebacker to maybe cornerback to help the defense back? <laughs> <laughs> that has been like well played, a running joke, at least within the within the beat. Like, can Harold Perkins play slot corner at least, you know, because they line him out. They line him pretty far into the edge a few times and he's been better in coverage this season. That's something I've even written about. Um, why is he in coverage? What? Why, why, why put him in coverage? I, if I'm Harold Perkins, I'm Go walking get up the to, passer. to my DC. I'm like, Hey man, you, you, not you this are, week. not this week. You, not you are advice. fumbling yeah. my put him in coverage. I, I can get you 17 <laughs> yeah. sacks and you put got me <laughs> and you well, got me playing him. Hunt return. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, they're playing him at strong side. Well, he's been the strong side linebacker. <laughs> Really, ever ever since the first game of the season, um, first game of the year, they they played him as the will, and it was just a disaster. Um, they had him spy for most of the game, and they basically schemed him out of, and they basically kind of 
you know, the galaxy brain themselves. Schemed him out of the game. They were like, hey, yeah. maybe he can keep Jordan Travis in the pocket. And and that's not what yeah. he does. I well. mean, they kind of, I mean, they kind of kept them in the pocket, but like that, obviously, you know, accomplishing that wasn't worth, you know, sacrificing all the other things that he could do. Mm. And, and it was, and, and just to talk about that briefly, like that, that's not how they pitched, um, uh, Harold Perkins and his role heading into the season. The idea was mm-hmm. that they were going to move him all around the line of scrimmage and make make it unpredictable for offenses sort of game plan around him, uh, which made sense because he they had pretty much just lined him up with the edge and said go out get, go go after the quarterback or go after the football last season and um, this year I, I guess that he is in more of a structured role and they're you know they're running more four down and with three linebackers especially ever since the Greg Brooks incident um, so 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 yeah like he's pretty much. Uh, stuck to his role as uh, as the strong side linebacker and um it, to me it seems like he's just more comfortable in that spot and you know they they rush him more often now and um he's been pretty solid in coverage for them he, he hasn't had a bad year at all it's been a, mm-hmm. a bit quieter um i don't think he's been a lot better than he was last year um i mean part of that's just because the shock factor of oh wow look how good this freshman's playing but mm-hmm. um he's not the problem i, I guess that's what i'm saying and, and real quick, I'll let you guys jump in, but um, Koki's mentioned Greg Brooks a couple times. And if you don't know, um, a really great uh, LSU player diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. I, th- I think it was mm. right before the season. Um, um, during the season. Played, so he played the first two games and yeah. he had been having um, uh, like vertigo mm. during the preseason and they weren't quite sure what was going on. Then he had it again just before the Mississippi State game, apparently. And um, yeah, and that's out. why. Yeah, and, and so that so then they had it checked out um, with an MRI, and then they found. Um, yeah, so we uh, surgery thoughts and prayers with him, and and, and always wishing him the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just in case uh, our you know our Florida fans didn't know uh, who you were referencing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koki, can you talk to us a little bit? Obviously, the offense has, has been uh, explosive. Uh, offensive line pretty strong, or is it just Jane Daniels making plays with his feet? What what can you expect? out of the offensive line if if Nussmeyer is playing and Jane Daniels is out? The offensive line's been very good for them this season. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was elite against Alabama, but then again, you're facing probably the best pass rush in the SEC other than maybe Georgia. So, you know, you're you're going to give up some pressures in that game. It's just mm-hmm. the reality to it. And um, But, I mean, it's a unit that has played a lot of games together now at this point. It's a unit that has um, some depth to it as well. Uh, I mean, Will Campbell wears the number seven jersey for a reason. He doesn't. He wears mm-hmm. sixty six still, but he has number seven on a patch, and the number seven jersey is uh, awarded to the to the you know the, the biggest playmaker, quote unquote playmaker on this team on LSU's teams. So um, that was just in case uh, your audience didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, you have him at your left tackle spot. You have Emory Jones on the right side who has some flexibility. He's played really really well this season at right tackle. Um, in the game that he missed and uh, they were able to slide in a five-star freshman Lance Hurd into that right tackle spot. He's been really mm-hmm. good uh, when he's played, especially recently um, when he had the fill in against Auburn. Uh, and then on the interior, uh, Garrett Dellinger's played really good football this season. Miles Frazier's also played good football this year. Charles Turner has, has had a rough, had a rough game against Alabama with the three snap infractions. Um, it's not, it seems like they've had some trouble, in terms of communicating with him, he's had trouble hearing the snap. 
Um, uh, at least that was the problem, I, I believe, against Auburn. And it was it seemed like it was definitely a problem against Alabama because uh, that place isn't quiet either. Uh, so, yeah, but 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 in terms of just like, you know, blocking the guy in front of you and, and creating lanes in the running game, he's been solid, uh, mm-hmm. even though he's a, he's a little bit smaller at center. So if you're going to like pick at something with this LSU offensive line, it's the fact that they have a smaller center who, you know, occasionally uh, has trouble hearing the snap. Um, mm. uh, but other than that, I mean, it's a very, very good offensive line. It's probably one of the better ones in the country, I'd say. Uh, I was about to say that the devil works hard, Chris Jenner works harder, and Cokie Riley works the hardest to get Silk to believe and have some faith this week. But then but then you hit him with the last line of, no, it's probably one of the better offensive lines in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. I expect that's not the like, – whoever's quarterback going to have forever to throw the ball because we just don't get home. I want to yeah. know – Nick. Uh, I almost said Nico. Cokie, I want to know uh, how different does the offense look play calling wise if Jaden Daniels not playing do you expect it to change a little bit of what you guys do if Nussmeier is at the helm um I I think it'll change a little bit in terms of you're probably not gonna see uh, obviously as many quarterback design quarterback runs or um any of that stuff but Nussmeier is still a pretty good athlete who can get out there and you know extend plays with his legs like he's not um, Tom Brady in the pocket. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll change a little bit, but, and there'll probably be even more of an emphasis on chucking the ball deep since Nussmeier has a really, really talented arm. Um, probably even more talented than, than Jaden's arm, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I don't think it changes too dramatically. And the fact that Nussmeier has been in the system, this is now year two, uh, working under Denbrock, playing with his year three with a lot of these receivers. Mm-hmm. He's been working with these receivers longer than Daniels has because he was already within the program for a year before Daniels transferred over. So uh, I don't think it's going to be anything major, honestly. Mm. Yeah, no, this is uh, is obviously a uh, a tough game for the Gators. The Gators, you know, offense has been been pretty good, not elite by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, defense has obviously really struggled, especially against Power Five teams. Uh, and then you know LSU's defense obviously has been able to give up some points, but their offense is probably the most potent that the Gators have played this season. Obviously, they've played a few, uh, and then have a few more in back to back to back weeks. So. We will see, uh, Koki. Why don't uh, Why don't we get you out of here before we do Wait, that? Let's one get more, you a one prediction. More, one yeah. more, real quick. Um, me personally, I think this will be my third night game in Death Valley. Um, I haven't been to Auburn. I haven't been to Georgia, but to me, Florida and LSU, those are the two best environments I've been to. I've been to Tennessee a bunch. I've been to Alabama twice. Uh, I don't think either of those compare um, to Death Valley or or and the real Death Valley. Sorry, Dabo. Um, <laughs> or or Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, where is the fan base coming off of, of of that loss to Alabama? Is it sold out? Do you expect that to be a great crowd? Dan just touched on it. Florida's been atrocious on the road, um, mm-hmm. and that is the most hostile environment outside of Ben Hill Griffin Stadium that you can go to. So the most hostile environment Florida can play in. Yeah, um, I'm kind of curious to see what it looks like too now that you know, any hope of an SEC West title is, is pretty much gone now um, or, or really reaching the SEC championship game or, you know, making a new year's six bowl. I think all that's pretty much out the window when you get your third loss before 
um, the end of November. So yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where the fan base's head is at, but at the same time, it's also going to be Saturday night in Death Valley, right? So yeah, the hell, it'll be it's something be crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be. Yeah, it's not gonna be mute. Um, I mean, it, going on the road to Vandy is tough for us, bro. And, you know, Silk, I'm telling out. you, bro, you got to hit 95 to I-10 West, baby. Actually, no, just fly. Fly to New Orleans. We'll drive you up, me yeah, and Zach. No, I got to go out there on the better circumstances. No, <laughs> no, man. Saturday night in Death Valley is a bucket list event. Not, not yeah, during sure. inflation. It's not. Bro, <laughs> when, when the sun sets and they play that video and the and those those Cajuns have been drinking for, for 24 hours. Yeah, that's the key. Because the, like the, they'll Wednesday. be out there on Thursday night. Cooking gumbo, jambalaya, and, and drinking bush light. Um, it's it's a it's a super dope environment. Uh, you have to take your orange and blue glasses off, but like it's it's one got, of the coolest. I got it on my bucket football. list. I ran into uh, LSU fans at the Florida State game last year in New Orleans, so I still haven't been to Death Valley, but I ran into LSU fans. And you got to have your shit talking in order. You got to have a no, legit no, program yeah. before you go out there because the fans <laughs> ain't friendly. They ain't no. just, you're gonna get some gumbo, but it ain't you're gonna get some shit talking with the gumbo too, Nick. And I just can't well, go. Well, listen, out listen. So this is so I've I'm obviously not wearing gator stuff. I've had awesome experiences. Um, shout out to my guy Zach. I'll be at uh the DVA tailgating. He's got a nice little they're actually, I think, cooking some alligator tail, which is delicious. Disrespectful. Um, Don't go eat it, Nick. You can't eat it. I won't post pictures of there you when go. I'm eating. Okay. Zach's tailgate is elite. Uh, Zach's tailgate's yeah. elite. Uh, I hosted him last year, and he as he did his tailgate tour. Uh, the people in Louisiana have always treated me nicely, but I've never been in the state of Louisiana in any Gator gear, so that's probably why they're treating <laughs> us differently. Yeah, and, and and part of it's because they like to, um, I guess, torture the Gators. You know, with the whole the whole the whole clap and everything. Yeah, else. They just like it. it Florida is it, Florida's a point of um, emphasis, I guess. More than yeah. more than so, almost, uh, most other SEC teams, I should say. Hmm. If so. Florida is just two and eight against LSU in their last ten games, uh, some weird games thrown in there, uh, but obviously something that the Gators are going to want to try to rectify on Saturday. Uh, Jane Daniels, of course, taking time to recover. Uh, make sure that he's back to full health. That's obviously something that we don't want to rush back. Uh, <laughs> but Koki, before we get out of here, what? Uh, What's your prediction, uh, score prediction, team win prediction? Um, what are your thoughts? I think if 13 Daniels and a half plays, points. Yeah, I think if Jane Daniels wins plays in this game, I, I think LSU probably covers and wins the game. If he doesn't, I, I think Florida's got a real chance. Um, mm. uh, and I don't I, I'm not saying that because I don't have any confidence in Garrett Nussmeyer, but at the same time, you know, throwing him in there and having him start um, with only like a week of preparation with the state of this defense and just given how how much pressure they put on this offense already is is a little dicey given that, you know, Florida's strength is their offense. They have a pretty good offense and um, uh, Mertz is, has proven that he's good enough to sort of expose the, the weaknesses of this LSU defense. So, um, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens in this game. Um, but I, I think if Daniels plays, they win. But if he doesn't, um, it's more more of a coin toss at least. I'll tell you, if he plays, I'm calling for medical malpractice. I don't think you guys are doing the right thing. <laughs> but I can't help wise. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Well, Koki, why don't you uh, let everybody know where they can follow you? Uh, I know you have the, the handle there, but uh, let everybody know where the, that's listening, where they can follow you. 
Uh, so yeah, you can follow me at uh, at Koki Riley on Twitter and uh, uh, read all my stuff at the thedailyadvertiser.com. So um, yeah, that's that's awesome. uh, that's pretty much it. Well, Koki, right. we appreciate you coming on, my friend. Um, enjoy Saturday night in Death Valley, and uh, we will talk with you soon. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks awesome. for having me on, guys. Thanks, Thanks so much. Koki. See you this weekend, bud. Koki. LSU in Florida are 33, 33, and three. Well, yeah, they LSU had to vacate some wins. That's why we're, we're, we're not. Look, shut up. Shut up, NCAA. We're not vacating. Oh, 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 give oh. give Reggie his Heisman back. No, 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 no not you. Not yeah, you. Yeah, I'm going to kick you out. Yeah, the NCAA. <laughs> oh, you. You you can't you can't have those wins because you were doing bad. Yeah. Shut up, shut yeah. up. Yeah, LSU Thanks, stole double. from a children's hospital charity, so I don't need to. Nobody cares. So, so, Nobody so, cares. so, so said Nobody medical cares. malpractice, and I'm like, wait, the oh, no, it's true. Or, or, or actually yeah. stealing from the children's hospital. Both. Yeah, Jane Daniels plays. <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned. Um, yeah, you, plays, we saw that I, hit. I, Come on. If Jane Daniels plays, I think LSU covers the over on their own. Um, I don't like your there's a, there's a chance. There's a chance. LSU's got a good offense. Their defense is bad. Their defense that offense is, is, that offense is really it's, good. They, yeah, they do been, a lot of things they do good at is what I'm scared of. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jane, Jane Daniels doesn't scramble for 5 or 10. He scrambles for no, 25, for 30, He won't have to 40. scramble for 5 or 10. He's going to have Bro. so much time to sit back there and dissect us that he won't have to scramble. Like, all the scrambling quarterbacks we face haven't really killed us with their feet because they haven't had to. Mm-hmm. Except to this one this week, but he didn't kill us either. He, just, he was able to get something off late in the game, but nobody's went crazy on their feet on us because we're not making them leave the pocket. <laughs> well, do yeah. we know, obviously, we, we crazy. know Shamar, Shamar James is out for the season. Do we know Cam Jackson's status? Um, or, I think Cam, I think Cam maybe could have pushed it. Um, he tweeted, obviously. So Cam Jackson is from Louisiana. Um, wanted to go to LSU. I don't think he was going to qualify or get in. Ended up at, at Memphis. Um, and <laughs> that's funny. No, you couldn't qualify. There. <laughs> um, and qualify. and he tweeted out on Sunday night, like Ben circled this game. Like this is this yeah. is the game oh for him. God. So uh, I think he'll be back. I mean, you need Tyreek Sack back. You need Cam Jackson back. Yeah. Um, you need to be you know at full strength. Need to be at full strength. Need to see some new people in there. Um, but yeah, this is going to be the Gators. In, in my opinion, the toughest offensive test yet. Uh, and then they've got Brady Cook. And then I'll take that back. KJ went for ninety-two yards. I take yeah, that. KJ back, went so. for ninety-two. Yeah, um, he did have some some pretty long runs there towards the end of the game that that inflated those numbers to, to what they were at the beginning. But yeah, no, he definitely Correct. ran the ball well against the Gators. Did not get tackled uh, often uh, by the uh, by the Gators defense. Yeah, uh, Nick, you have to run. You have to go see Billy Napier. You have to go listen uh, and, and ask some great questions. A lot of uh, applause to you uh, from uh, the fan base that, about the questions you asked about. Yeah, hey, real quick, shoot Nick any questions y'all want him to ask Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of here, you know? yeah. Man. The the higher awesome. the super chat, the more likely Nick's going to ask that question. Uh, while you're here, yeah. make sure you hit the uh, the like button, hit the subscribe button. A lot of people watching, not as many likes as we would like to see. Uh, let's get into we're, the we're game. doing we're doing ten dollars a question, Dan. You you shoot me a text. Uh, 
We'll, All right, we'll yeah, ask, ten dollars a we'll question. Questions. Oh, there's going to be some great questions in there. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so, uh, yeah, let's let's get into to silk you and I will uh, we'll wrap this up here. Uh, as always, go support our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit them at alumnihall.com or go visit them on Archer Road in Gainesville. The best in Florida Gators apparel, accessories, uh, holiday shopping, uh, golf. Um, whatever it might be, all of the sports are represented. Go check out alumnihall.com. Go visit them on Archer Road. No better place to buy Florida Gators wear in Gainesville or online. Again, alumnihall.com. All right. So Silk uh, spreads 13 and a half. I think the over under, let me just double check. I believe it was 56 and a half. Let me just double check that. That's a number that I should have had handy. Yeah, uh, sixty-three and a half. So, um, what do you what do you got? Keys to the game. I mean, key. Uh, it's like it's things saying keys to the game that you know, yeah. like it's so many keys too. Like it's like yeah. a janitor key ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, for us right at this point, uh, key to the game is obviously affecting the passer, uh, getting sacks. Um, we've been struggling with with that period, uh, just you know, getting off the field third downs, wrapping up tackling, uh, assignment football, being disciplined, playing disciplined football, doing your job, making plays, playing loose. Don't look like they're having fun out there. You know what I'm saying? It looks like even on the sidelines, I don't see a bunch of kids that's having fun. Yeah, you feel me? So they 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 got to find some identity, bro. I don't want to get into all these damn keys mm-hmm. that we probably not gonna do. We need to block well. Yeah. Are we going to block? Well, probably not, right? We need to run the ball. We need to get the playmakers the ball. We need to get three and seven the ball. Are we going to do that? Probably not. Yeah. You feel me? So I don't know, bro. The keys are the keys. The keys to every game have been the same. But at some point, this team has to grow up and has to come o- get over some some type of humps, not just the players, the coaches as well. They got to yeah. get over this this hump of incompetence, bro. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to see that this fall. We'll see how to shake up this fall. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think it, you need some shakeup and some reorganization of things for us to get better in-game coaching. So my keys is, bro, find a way to win, get this, to get bowl eligible with these three games, bro. Uh, we all as fans know what we're lacking and what we need to do to finish and close these games out. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen, man. Yeah, I think that that's a, the, the hardest part is you you want certain things to happen, and um, it, you just don't know if they're going to, right? So it's a bit of apathy. It's a bit of just, just kind of hope and and pray that it that it all works out. And you know, we talked a lot about you know this year, and you know, Florida obviously was uh, by Vegas was predicted to win five and a half games, right? So that was the over under on on wins. The Gators hit at five with three tough games left to go. Um, I think you looked back on it and said, Hey, how are you going to look at this season as being successful? And it was just, are the players that Billy's bringing in making the impact that you want to, uh, are you seeing some improvement fundamentally, uh, is the game making more sense for the Gators on the field? You can lose some games. There's obviously some teams that are a little bit more talented, coached up a little bit more seasoned. Uh, but right now I'm just, I'm struggling a little bit with some of the mistakes that they're making. You know, last year was all the clock management stuff. Some of that is a little bit more cleaned up. Communication's been been off. Uh, relaying plays to the offense has been off. Uh, some of the schemes have been off. Some of the players 
playing have been off. Uh, the game plan seems to be odd. There's just not that that next second year, right? When we interviewed yeah. Billy Napier back in in March or April, um, you know, the it wasn't an excuse, but he said, "Hey, you spent the first year hiring everybody, getting everybody on the same page. That going into year two, it should be a little bit easier." And I'm just not seeing that it is a lot easier, right? And that's where I just have a little bit of trepidation. I'm not firing the staff. I don't think that they should be fired, but I do want to see those, those bigger changes being made this off season. And at some point you, you have to make changes. You have to appease some of the fan base, but if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, uh, you're just going to lose people. And and I think that a lot of the fan base is lost and that's when, you know, they start yelling at Jacquez green for whatever reason. No, that's mental illness. You let, you yeah. let that Jacquez green. A very positive man, a man yeah. that's turned the Manatee program back around, uh, yeah. has won national championship, has played in the NFL. And he's not being disrespectful. He's just telling everybody yeah. to calm down and give Billy yeah. time. And uh-huh. people are telling him he's nuts and not competitive. Bro, he, he's a head coach at a program that's thriving. He's yeah. won a national championship. He's telling people to be patient and relax. It's Did you see the loser serious. that put his stats up from the NFL? A it real bum. Like... <laughs> a real life bum. It ain't done nothing in life criticizing a a positive man that lead young men. You know, everybody, oh, you're talking about this man's money, guessing this man's money. Bro, like, get your – let me stop, bro. Get your head out of your your ass. You know Um, I was going with it, bro. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. We were talking um, while you were away on your uh, internet hiatus. uh, Yeah. I talked to Nick a little bit about the obvious change in the elephant in the room is going to be uh, offensive line coaching at some point. You got to bring an offense coordinator here, which yep. which we're all expecting. Um, you have two offensive line coaches. Um, some some may think, and you know, this is just me thinking out loud. The obvious guy would be the more the higher salary guy that you probably would get rid of if you're bringing mm-hmm. in an offensive coordinator who you got to pay significant bread to, mm-hmm. right? At the same time, do we trust Stapleton to be the only offensive line coach? Do you re reset at the entire position? You know, bring an OC and a new O line coach mm-hmm. in. And um, how serious are you going to take us if we don't go get a big dog at offensive coordinator? Or we just find some G five guy that people barely know, and we got to sell to the fan base. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good question. I'm I'm curious to to listen back to see what your guys' thoughts were. Um, I think that. Florida has to make I, – I don't think that Stapleton's ready to take over. Um, I, I, it's no slight at him. I think right now Florida has some major deficiencies on the offensive line. Uh, I haven't seen real improvement. Um, we've seen some regression uh, of players. We haven't seen them be able to recruit super well. I've not heard Darnell Stapleton's name being mentioned with a lot of recruits um, as a whole. Um, you know, I don't know if Rob Sale wants to stay in college. I don't know if an NFL opportunity becomes available, but but I don't feel comfortable with with just Stapleton uh, leading that team and I are leading that unit. And I don't know if I feel comfortable right now with Rob Sale being the only one either. I think that he's a quality coach, but I think at some point you have to make uh, some optic hires as well. And if that's a unit that's been underperforming for two years, you need to make some some improvement there. So uh, I would be in favor of Florida finding a, a good, strong offensive line coach, uh, and then going in and spending and, and dropping some some big dollars on on an offensive coordinator to uh, to round that out. Um, 
you know, what that offensive coordinator then does is a whole nother subject, right? Offensive coordinators usually want to then bring in, you know, their own guys. Um, you know, Billy Gonzalez is, I think, on a one-year contract, right? So if you bring an offensive coordinator, who else is that person going to want to bring with them? So, you know, I think that you could see potentially an entire new offensive staff, but if you just hire an offensive coordinator and keep everybody else, then you just kind of wonder. I mean, you can't. You can't at this point. We got to yeah. fire somebody on that side of the ball to make an addition. Um, so somebody's gonna have to go. Um, my, my 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 second part of that question was, how serious are you gonna take us if we go get a G five coach that's that we gotta sell to the fan base that's not popular? Like, I, I, what I said to Nick was, this, you, this is how I look at it. That offensive coordinator's got to be Billy Napier. I'm not. I'm sorry. They got to be Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart. That's the guys that this offensive coordinator got to play chess with. You know, that's who the top dog in the East is. That's what mm-hmm. we aiming for. That's the standard. So the standard need to be a guy that can compete, that has a re- resume, you know what I'm saying, and the track record of being able to compete on a level as Will Muschamp and Curry Smart. If we're not making those type of decisions, then we're just buying time for the next head coach. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I think that Florida, Florida had to sell a lot of their coaching staff, right? Um, Corey Raymond obviously was a guy that, that everybody knew. Um, Patrick Tony was kind of an up and comer. Nobody really knew much about him. Um, Jay Bateman had an interesting reputation, came over from North Carolina, was at army. P- people don't really know kind of a name out of nowhere. Uh, Mike Peterson fans knew just from, from his time, um, at wide receiver coach, Gary Colbert didn't have a great reputation coming into Florida. Obviously, he did well and turns that into an NFL uh, coaching spot, but there was some selling there. Stapleton and Sale, not much was known about Stapleton. Sale, a lot of people that were Giants fans were like happy to see him go. Um, other people that have been around him uh, weren't super excited. Um, he had the tight end coach, Piegler, who was not coaching tight ends the year before at Michigan State. Jabbar Jaluk's been around for a while, not really known much about him. Florida didn't have a, a quarterback coach, right? So you you name all of these people and you're like, well, they're all familiar names now, but we've had to sell coaches since he got hired, right? So I would like to see some big game hunting, right? We went out and promoted a G or uh, an analyst into the tight end coach and we went and got Billy Gonzalez. Not saying that that's a bad hire at the time, but it's not a great hire. Yeah, Callaway is not going to be the guy. I see people in the comments no, saying Callaway, Callaway, Callaway is definitely not the guy. They're out talking uh-huh. and interviewing uh-huh. uh, 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 people right now, and I'm just yeah. I'm 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 on the tip of I'm not taking you serious. I'm gonna support whatever coach come in here, right? Because that's what I do. You feel yeah. me? I'm not gonna disrespect these people and talk right. about their families or tag them on Twitter or nothing weird like that. I'm gonna support these guys, but I'm not gonna take you serious if you're not bringing in somebody to compete with. Kirby Smart. And Will Muschamp, I'm not going to yeah. take you serious. That's where I'm at with it. Well, and that's what you're that's what you're seeing other programs do, right? So, um, you know, that doesn't mean that there's not great talent at that that G5 level. Obviously, everybody has to start somewhere, but but Florida now is in a make or break year, right? If if it's a very important hire. If next year doesn't work out for the Florida Gators, Billy Napier's on the hot seat, and I don't know if Scott Strickland gets the chance to hire a third football coach. I know we have a new, you know, president at the University of Florida. I don't know what Ben Sass and Scott Strickland's relationship is. I'm not saying that today he needs to be fired. I'm not putting that take out there on the internet for this discussion. 
but I don't know what Florida does if this offense coordinator position doesn't work out and what the dominoes could be. Yeah, I think the next the next play, because a lot of people think he gets to four years regardless. I think we're looking at the schedule for next year, I know we're jumping further yeah. ahead, but that's where we're at right now. I mean, we, we're going to hopefully get one of these wins down the stretch with these final three games and get Bo eligible. But we kind of got it. Like, the fans want to know what the future looks like and, you know, how do we get this thing on the right track uh, when it pertains to getting back to the standard. Um, yeah. Which is which is a whole other conversation. What we've been talking about way yeah, before got, everybody yeah. made a deep dive on it. We're not going to deep dive on that right now. But if if this, with however this hire plays out, looking at the schedule next year, it could be daunting. You could start losing some games. Hopefully, we don't. But if you start losing some games, and if Graham Mercer is playing okay, you've already burnt your defensive coordinator card. At that point, uh -huh. you've already burnt your offensive coordinator card. You re, uh -huh. you burnt all your cards when it pertains to coaching history and getting, you know, time buying yourself some time. The only thing will be left on the table if you're struggling next year is to put start lagway if he's mm -hmm. on campus everything goes well with him signing which i expect to but that that's his next play next season if we start struggling which everybody's kind of anticipating at this point yeah i i am a little more bullish on the gator schedule next year compared to what i think a lot of people who's uh, losing. there's a, people losing there's a lot of big names but there's a yeah. ton of quarterbacks graduating you Correct. know um there's a ton of teams that have had super seniors and beyond that are still playing that they're going to be making a lot of changes. I don't think the UCF's very good. Obviously Miami has their struggles. It's still a tough schedule. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I'm a little bit more bullish on it. Um, I know a lot of people keep talking about Phil Trotwine. Um, that is a, a guy that I would love at the university of Florida. He's been at Penn state for a while. He was at temple before that. I don't know if he's very interested in, in leaving that opportunity to come to florida um so I, I know that that's a name that everybody keeps talking about i, I just don't know there's there's a lot that starts to go into it beyond just connection to the alma mater uh as well but you know certainly he would be a, a fantastic hire um as as a whole uh to, yeah, yeah. Isn't, isn't fish a, a, a gator jed fish at arizona yeah. yeah yeah go get me jed fish bro like that's, I'm going to take you serious. If you go get me Jed Fish, a, a Gator. Well, he's, a the head coach at, he's the head coach at Arizona. I'm talking about next year if, we, if something go crazy. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, go get me that type of hire, bro. Like, I'm like we, we're getting too many up and even in the play calling. If you want to go get an OC, go poach somebody in the NFL, mm -hmm. in college football. Like, go poach something. I don't want – don't sell me nothing G5. Mm -hmm. I've already yeah. bought something G5, and right now is I don't know about the purchase. I'm having buyer's remorse right now. I don't want to buy a, nothing else G5. Whatever yeah, last two G5s haven't worked out. Yeah, don't. I'm not buying it no more. Dan Lanning, me. I got. Um, we, we, we're, talking, we, we're way ahead of our schedule with head coach talk. Yeah. I do want to slow that down, but Florida hasn't showed me we post those type of coaches. That's why I don't want to just be like on some fire bot mm -hmm. Billy stuff. Because we don't make those type of hires. That's not been something. That, that's not been some right. our history and our reputation. We hire guys that are up and coming. Even when we got Steve Spurrier, he wasn't Dan Lanning. He wasn't Steve Spurrier that we know. He was an up and coming coach. That's just what we yeah. do. Uh, Phil Trotwine's also from New Jersey area, so he might like the Northeast uh, a little bit more. So we'll we'll see. Where all of these coaches are still on staff. Uh, you know, I tweeted it on Saturday. You've got to make something. You've got to make sacrificial lambs. You're not going to make wholesale changes today. 
but yeah. you need to do something. You know, part of being a head coach is also controlling the narrative and what are we doing to show you that we're improving. Uh, and I just I want to see a little bit more of that. I want to see an acceptance of this isn't working out as as a coaching staff that is so focused on analytics and a coaching staff that is so focused on operational excellence to be able to say, hey, well, there's issues with special teams and then to respond back. Well, what are those issues to me is just. It, it it's gonna rub people bro. the wrong way, right? Just, at this point in the season, dog, like, it's like you're, you're like spitting in my face a little bit. Yeah, you know, like people people can see, right? Like it's not like the the midline discussion that that Will Muschamp had, right? It yeah. is, it is a we see the issues. Florida got dinged for a penalty that obviously you can't re-kick the kick in a different spot and be like, oh, that would have gone in. But you look at it and. His kick, if you're five yards short or five yards closer, would have gone in that we missed, and now we lose the football game. And that's one of many issues, 10 men on the field, the blocked punt, 12 men on the field, whatever it is. There's just a lot of issues. You have to start yeah, showing people crazy, that you're doing bro. something. It's one thing to lose, but to lose embarrassing. I think that's what a lot of fans are dealing with. Like, bro, like, we're losing in embarrassing fashion. It feels like right. some Willie Taggart stuff here, here and there, bro. Like, like the same mistakes, like I said, it feel like you're spitting in our face, and then you don't have any accountability and the pressures about it. It's more deflecting and, and pushing it to the side. So it's not been enough progress and change. You know what I'm saying? As a program, we have no identity. I don't know what these guys really want to do offensively. You know who we are, who we gonna be in the future. I have no idea. Like they told me, Billy was gonna be a guy. We hand the ball off a lot, and you know we we haven't been nothing we thought we were gonna be. No. So I'm not buying anything else, G5. Go get me an offensive coordinator. I need an offensive coordinator that got experience. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's going to put some fear into Muschamp and Kirby's minds. Bro, don't go. Don't sell me no bullshit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are tired of being sold, and I think that that's where our uh, ap apathy right now maybe is a little bit. But we're going to cheer our asses off. We, uh, we yeah. are – Gator fans through and through. We will support whoever. We will support who has the jersey on. Uh, and we will continue to support this coaching staff until it's time to root on somebody else. Um, Silk, any final thoughts before uh, we close out the show today? Hmm, no, I'm, I'm trying to think right now. You got some final thoughts? No, I, re I really don't. Um, you know, LSU is obviously a great team offensively, defensively. You know, I watched part of that that Alabama game that there is opportunity for Florida. Um, you know, it's it, it could be a shootout. Uh, I just don't know if I can trust our DBs with um, with those two wide receivers. I think that they've got a, a great team. Uh, I'm curious to see what we scheme up for them. I hope that we can get a little bit more healthy uh, in this game. Uh, but uh, – 13 and a half is the spread. Uh, if Nussmeyer's playing, that spread is obviously going to move down, I think, a little bit. But uh, I don't think that I can pick Florida uh, in good faith right now to win. But I'm going to cheer my ass off and hope that they do. My final thoughts is <laughs> don't play with me. Go get me an offensive coordinator. <laughs> I don't like the names. I'm hearing behind the scenes. Go get me an OC. Let's be serious. We bringing in some top flight recruits. Yeah. Do right by these recruits and put them in the best and absolute best situation to go win football games for the University of Florida. Get to the standard. The standard is 
whatever Georgia and Bama's doing and hiring, if they hiring top elite, top echelon coaches to come run their Fortune 500 companies, we need to do the same thing. Because that's the standard. We want to get the championship football. We want, we don't want to be cheering and, and, and watching goofiness down the stretch and, and no special teams coach, and we're still making special team blunders in a game where we're trying to get bowl eligible against a two and six team in our stadium. We making field goal mistakes from and special team mistakes from game one all the way into now, and it cost us bowl eligibility. Y'all uh-huh. playing in our face. Don't play in our face. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, Soak, I love that. I love that. Um, Stone Cold Drip Sauce Tin, uh, one of my favorite names here. Uh, are the Gators actively pursuing an offense coordinator? The answer is yes. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Unique863, Polk County. Uh, I would accept James Madison's coaches. James Madison's on a heater. Can't make a bowl this year, uh, but they are undefeated uh, right now. Can't lose you, Dan. About to end the show. I can't end the show, bro. We can't leave, lose you. Unfreeze. There you oh, go. I'm Unfreeze. back. All right, they, so yeah, you're back, baby. Yep. Love, love the way we closed out today. Uh, if you're still watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, hit subscribe. Uh, make sure you share. Uh, it's free to share. We appreciate it. Helps us in the algorithms, helps us pop up uh, and get exposed to new people and new opportunities. So thanks so much, everybody, for watching this week and every week. And we'll see you at the same corner, same time next week week Five thirty-four a.m i was about to start my day but she lay in there across me so i stayed anyway arms tight legs numb wrapped around my knee sweetest of sunflowers how you're the sun to me Don't recall what you were wearing on the first night we met Besides a subtle cloud around you from my last cigarette And you come from a good place with a happy family The only bad you've ever done was to see the good in me I've been living, waiting on the day that the good Lord willing my way I've seen hard times bad luck all that in between sweetest of sunflowers how you're the sun to me and I remember being younger and my mother told me true find someone who grows flowers in the darkest parts of you Take heed when things get hard and don't you ever turn around Cause you'll find someone someday somewhere that grows you to the clouds And you walked me home that evening when I could barely walk And you spoke to me so sweetly on the days I couldn't talk And now I'm seeing clearly and I'm growing up so free Sweetest of sunflowers, how you're the sun to me Cause I've been living, waiting on the day That the good Lord willing sends you out my way 
I've seen hard times, bad luck, all that in between. Sweetest of sunflowers, how you're the sun to me. Sweetest of sunflowers, how you're the sun to me. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.